Hey dads, before we jump into today's episode, I want to let you know about a great resource we have for you called the Dad-Son Challenge, 10 manly activities that dads and sons can do together. These are fun activities that you and your son can do to help both of you get better at being men that are based around the five marks of manhood that we talk about in each episode of Manly Tales. So go to manhoodtribes.com challenge where you can download your free dad-son challenge today. That's manhoodtribes.com slash challenge. Welcome to Manly Tales, stories for making men out of boys, a podcast for dads and sons to listen to together. I'm Don Ross, the host of Manly Tales, and each episode you'll hear my sons and me talk about the stories that are inspiring and teaching us about what it means to be a man. We're excited to have you listen in with us. This episode is part of Season 4 of Manly Tales, where we're talking about The Lord of the Rings. All stories are from The Fellowship of the Ring by J.R.R. Tolkien. Today's episode is about Merry and Pippin. Let's listen together. We'll clear up later, said Merry. Now tell me all about it. I guess that you have been having adventures, which was not quite fair without me. I want a full account, and most of all, I want to know what was the matter with old Maggot, and why he spoke to me like that. He sounded almost as if he was scared, if that is possible. We all have been scared, said Pippin after a pause, in which Frodo stared at the fire and did not speak. You would have been too, if you had been chased for two days by black riders. And what are they? Black figures riding on black horses, answered Pippin. If Frodo won't talk, I will tell you the whole tale from the beginning. He then gave a full account of their journey from the time when they left Hobbiton. Sam gave various supporting nods and exclamations. Frodo remained silent. "'I should think you were making it all up,' said Mary, "'if I had not seen the black shape on the landing stage "'and heard the queer sound in Maggot's voice. "'What do you make of all it, Frodo?' "'Cousin Frodo has been very close,' said Pippin. "'But the time has come for him to open out. "'So far we've been given nothing more to go on "'than Farmer Maggot's guess "'that it had been something to do with old Bilbo's treasure.' That was only a guess, said Frodo hastily. Maggot does not know anything. Old Maggot is a shrewd fellow, said Mary. A lot goes on behind his round face that does not come out in his talk. I've heard that he used to go into the old forest at one time, and he has the reputation of knowing a good many strange things. But you can at least tell us, Frodo, whether you think his guess good or bad. I think, answered Frodo slowly, that it was a good guess, as far as it goes. There is a connection with Bilbo's old adventures, and the riders are looking, or perhaps one ought to say, searching, for him or for me. I also fear, if you want to know, that it is no joke at all, and that I am not safe here or anywhere else. He looked around at the windows and walls as if he were afraid they would suddenly give way. The others looked at him in silence and exchanged meaning glances among themselves. It's coming out in a minute whispered Pippin to Mary. Mary nodded. Well, said Frodo at last, sitting up and straightening his back as if he had made a decision, I can't keep it dark any longer. I have got something to tell you all, but I don't know quite how to begin. I think I could help you, said Mary quietly, by telling you some of it myself. What do you mean? said Frodo, looking at him anxiously. Just this, my dear old Frodo. You are miserable, because you don't know how to say goodbye. 
You meant to leave the Shire, of course, but danger has come on you sooner than you expected. Now you are making up your mind to go at once, and you don't want to. We are very sorry for you. Frodo opened his mouth and shut it again. His look of surprise was so comical that they laughed. Dear old Frodo, said Pippin, did you actually think you'd thrown dust in all our eyes? You've not been nearly careful or clever enough for that. You've obviously been planning to go and saying farewell to all your haunts all this year since April. We have constantly heard you muttering, Shall I never look down into the valley again, I wonder, and things like that, and pretending that you had come to the end of your money, and actually selling your beloved bag end to those Sackville Bagginses, and all those close talks with Gandalf. Good heavens, said Frodo. I thought I had been both careful and clever. I don't know what Gandalf would say. Is all the Shire discussing my departure, then? Oh, no, said Mary. Don't worry about that. The secret won't keep for long, of course, but at present it is, I think, only known to us conspirators. After all, you must remember that we know you well and are often with you. We can usually guess what you're thinking. I knew Bilbo, too, to tell you the truth. I had been watching you rather closely ever since he left. I thought you would go after him sooner or later. Indeed, I expected you to go sooner. And lately, we have been very anxious. We have been terrified that you might give us the slip and go off suddenly all on your own, like he did. Ever since this spring, we kept our eyes open and done a good deal of planning on our own account. You are not going to escape so easily. But I must go, said Frodo. It cannot be helped, dear friends. It is wretched for us all. But it is no use your trying to keep me, since you have guessed so much. Please help me and do not hinder me. You do not understand, said Pippin. You must go, and therefore we must too. Mary and I are coming with you. Sam is an excellent fellow, and would jump down a dragon's throat to save you, if he did not trip over his own feet, but you will need more than one companion in your dangerous adventure. My dear and most beloved hobbits, said Frodo, deeply moved, but I could not allow it. I decided that long ago, too. You speak of danger, but you do not understand. This is no treasure hunt, no there-and-back journey. I am flying from deadly peril into deadly peril. Of course we understand, said Mary firmly. That is why we have decided to come. All right, well, we're back and we're talking about everybody's favorite comic relief hobbits, Mary and Pippin. I love Mary and Pippin. They're so much fun and they just add really good things to the story. And I think this is a great like example of the role that they play kind of in the story overall, but especially in Frodo's life. So as you guys heard this story, like what did you like about it? What were some of the highlights for you? I like how um, Mary and Pippin are just such great friends to Frodo and just like will always say to him to for to the end of time. Yeah, that was cool. You could really see their like loyalty to Frodo and just how much they, you know, knew him and respected him and wanted to be with him. I thought that was really great too. Eli, what about you? I liked how they were not only like they knew the danger of what they were um going to go on, but like they sounded like excited about it. Like we know that it's dangerous and that's why we're coming. Like, you know, they wanted to be able to be there with Frodo alongside of him and they didn't care how dangerous or perilous the journey was going to be, but they were going to be there with Frodo. 
Yeah, I like that too. And it just kind of, you know, continues to highlight that these are good friends. You know, these are the kind of friends that are going to stick by you no matter what. And uh, that's fun to see in the story. I like seeing that just added layer of friendship in the midst of this kind of like big epic fantasy story. It, it's pretty fun. Um, okay. At the Manly Tales podcast, we love to talk about what it means to be a man. And we do that with our five marks of manhood, which are strength, courage, skill, honor and allegiance. And we believe that all men should exhibit these traits as part of the way that they live their lives. So as you guys looked at this story, what do you, what are some things that you see? Like how did the marks of manhood stand out to you in the way that Mary and Pippin were acting? I liked how they were honoring Frodo and that like they were going to be there with him no matter what. Frodo didn't really want anybody to come along and he was trying to even sneak away and they were saying like, no, we're not going to let you do that. We need to be there with you. And they're just being really good friends and family members. So I really like that part. Yeah, I agree. I think honor is a big one here of just, you know, we talk about honor as doing right by your peers and they were very definitely trying to do right by him. And even though, you know, Frodo was trying to like put on a brave face, like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to go and do this on my own because it would be too dangerous to ask my friends to do like good friends would say, Hey, that's what we're here for. Like we're going to go with you no matter what. So I agree. Honor is a great one in this story. Colton, what about you? What marks of manhood did you see? I definitely saw courage because they were like, yeah, we'll go with you into the heart of a volcano and um, just do whatever it takes to be with you. Yeah, right. The, you know, the, Frodo was kind of like, hey, this is going to be like, I'm going from bad to worse here. And, and Mary and Pippin were like, well, like we don't care. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with you. That's exactly why you need us to go with you. And so, yeah, I love even what uh, th- I think it was. Mary, who said about Sam, like, he'll jump down a dragon's throat for you, but he's just one man by himself, you know, and it's kind of that idea of like, hey, this is this is going to be the kind of thing where you need a lot of people around you and we're going to go and make sure that you've got all the support that you need. And I think those are great friends. So that's awesome. Um, well, as you guys look at that, like, what are some ways that you would want to try to put some of those things into practice in your own life? How would you want to live like Mary and Pippin? I would just want to be like them and like how they're just very, very great friends and will follow P- Frodo to the end. Yeah. And what like what's an example of that? Like, what would that look like in the way that you interact with your friends? Just like if they're getting like teased or made fun of, I'll just like help and protect them. Okay. Yeah, that's really good. Just kind of standing up for your friends, being there in the midst of things that might be hard for them. I think that's great. Yeah. Eli, any any thoughts? How would you want to live like Mary and Pippin? Um, I mean, for sure, just like being as good of a friend as they are, kind of what Colton said. But like, they also just seemed kind of like fearless. Like they were putting themselves out of the way to be able to go and help their friend. Like they knew that it was going to be dangerous, and that like even Frodo mentioned like. There might not be a going home and like they were just like, you know, we don't really care about that because we want to help our friend and we want to see our friend complete the mission or, you know, just be there with our friend. So I thought that was really great. Yeah, I like that, too. And I liked as well. I really liked how, you know, they were able to say 
we we knew that this was coming, Frodo. Like you thought you were trying to surprise us, but like we could tell you what the story was because we know you really well, and we saw the way that you were interacting and how you were thinking, and we kind of figured out from the things that you were doing what was going on. And those are really good friends who obviously are involved in his life and know him well, and they kind of knew what he needed before he was even able to ask for it. And I think that's a sign of really really good friendship that you can be there for your friends even in ways that they may not know that they need to ask for or that you can jump in and help um, even you know without them having to ask for it so I think that's great I think that's the sign of a really good friend and I think they exhibit that here pretty well so that's awesome uh, okay, at the end of every Manly Tales episode, we'd love to close out by giving you guys, the listeners, dads and sons, a question to discuss with each other so that you can keep the conversation going once the episode is done. So we've got one question for the dads and one question for the sons. And the question today for the dads is, how can you honor your friends this week? And the question for the sons is, who is a friend that you can support this week? All right, that's it for today on the Manly Tales podcast. We look forward to talking to you next time. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Y'all next time on Manly Tales. Manly Tales is a production of Manhood Tribes. Stories are performed by Josh Burns. For more information, visit manlytales.com. Hey, dads, don't forget to download your dad-son challenge, 10 manly activities that dads and sons can do together. Just go to manhoodtribes.com slash challenge.